Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Ask OTC, the show where we answer all of your questions from the week in European football. I'm Dotton Adebayo. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Nikki Bandini. Straight away, with this one from Dave, Nikki, is Ozymen the player Real Madrid need more than Mbappe? I mean, that's that's a, a, a big question, isn't it? Because you're talking about Kylian Mbappe, who, as I said on the main show this, this week, I mean, we're still talking about I think, it, in my mind, still the best player in the world. I know Jude Wellingham is is making his case right now, but Mbappe is is has been there, and so is anyone a better signing than potentially the best player in the world? That's that's a tough sell to make, but um, Osiman is is brilliant, and I think that in terms of his career journey and his career story, I I, I would find the idea of him having that chapter at Real Madrid fascinating, um, because I think he has the potential to be in terms of number nines in the world, right up there as as the very best. I think I put him in that category of players who can belong with Erling Haaland on a stage in 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 terms of just the number nines. Um and certainly he would give you something more different to what you already have. Mm. Um I suppose if you look at that Real Madrid team and you look at Bellingham and you look at um Vinicius Jr., who by the way, this week uh Bellingham said he thinks that Vinicius is the best player in the world. So we can just put all these names into the pot. Um, but you're looking at runners, aren't you? You're looking at players who, who who want to get on the ball, who want to run with it. And I think Mbappe fits into that broad mould as well. Whereas Osimhen, not that he can't run, but that's not his his first his first skill set. His first skill set, I think, is, is extraordinary 
balance, close control technique on the ball, which he can use in tight spaces to make things happen. The way that he's got his physical size and 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 strength that he can use to to bully defenders with, that combination just makes him into such a classic number nine that it would be something different to what is currently in that team. And certainly in combination with Bellingham and Vinicius, it's a pretty exciting that idea. That would be scary. I and mean, we, t- we talked about this, didn't we? About the, the idea that if Bayern had been looking for their most faithful Lewandowski replacement, mm. it would have been Ozymen rather than Kane. Yeah. Someone who embraces the physical side of the game rather than just copes with it. Mm. You know, and uh, you know he's not a playmaker, of course, like Kane is. He's he's very much a, a a penalty box guy, but it's it's a it's a physical performance with with Ozymen, mm. just 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 like it is with with Lewandowski. You know what? I think Dave's hit on something here. It's interesting because David Cartledge said last week that he would love to see Ozymen at, at Real Madrid. I mean, I'm interested to hear the other Daves have their uh, <laughs> the word Santan Dave will be on the blower in, in 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 a minute. But I, I think. It's it's always that the great unsaid, isn't it, with Kylian Mbappe? The fact that his preferred position and his perceived most effective position is Vinicius Junior's position. Mm-hmm. Now, if that changes as Brazil become Vinicius's team rather than Neymar's, maybe that makes a, a little bit of a difference. But it's clear that if he's gonna if they're gonna coexist happily. Madrid starting from next summer and Bappe needs to change something about what he does you can imagine Jude Bellingham standing there going yep first in uh, last in first out <laughs> well there's also just to to throw one more name in there absolutely sort of unabashedly Kvitsa Karatskelia wants to play for Real Madrid that's mm. absolutely where he sees his career going and that's not a link that's alive in the same way as the Mbappe link is but it's another left it's another left-sided player I, I, yes and I, I, I guess the question is really about Vinicius and, and his future which I, you know that, that that's that's not yet up for discussion mm. although the frequent instances of racist abuse that he suffered over the last season and a half and the whole atmosphere in Spanish football of oh well he's someone who provokes people as if on some level that that justifies it, which is appalling, obviously. And it happens and, and the, in Italian football yes. all the time when there's incidents of racism. There's that discussion of, well, it was a little bit of your fault, a little bit of your fault. It's never, yeah, yeah, it's never exactly. the unequivocal statement it should be. Exactly. And you know, th- th- there was there was definitely a point after that Valencia away game where he ended up getting the red card that was rescinded. Um, that it felt like Vinicius was being pushed quite close to the edge. Quite apart from that. And, and you know, there's there's no doubt that even if he's in a, a better place at the moment, that treatment definitely leaves scars. I mean, we we, we can't get away from that. And um, the way he's dealt with it from a young man in his early twenties has been extraordinary. The dignity he's shown, the strength he's shown, has has been amazing. The other thing, if Carlo Ancelotti goes from Real Madrid at the end of the season, as we expect. Um, to Brazil I, I know you've got your favourite replacement for him already <laughs> Dot and hold your horses I, I think that maybe makes a difference because he is so close to Ancelotti you know Ancelotti is the guy in that game at Valencia who he, he went to the touchline and asked for his counsel mm-hmm. so if he moves on from Real Madrid is that the point where Vinicius goes eh, maybe I might like to try something else so maybe 
there's more of an evolution to come at Real Madrid than we actually think. So when Xavi Alonso takes over, there we get, go. getting back to the question, uh, what do Real Madrid need? I think that's what is fascinating about this question. It's not what Real Madrid wants or who wants to go to Real Madrid. Dave and knows. Dave he knows. He does. He does know. <laughs> but you didn't mention, I think, one of Osimhen's greatest strengths which is his ability in the air. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying others at Real Madrid can't do that, but in, in the penalty box, when he's in the air, you expect the ball to go into the back of the net. Yeah, do I they th- need that? Do they need um, a proven centre forward like a, that? To, rather to, than... to have a second string, to a, a second way of playing is, is definitely helpful, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's the reason I didn't mention it, Dustin, is probably because actually I feel like I instinctively want to push back on that because I think that... Victor Osman is is very good in the air, but I think it's it's almost the lesser part of what he's what's very good about him, and that's just the reflection of how good he is with his feet. To me, is that mm. is that actually that you can look at him and say, well, yeah, obviously he's good in the air. He's he's got the the size, he's got the physicality, and he is a, an effective header of the ball. Um, I just think that's the least remarkable thing about him. At the risk of um, staying with the Real Madrid alumnus um, Sergio Ramos Alistair wants to know how he's getting on at Sevilla and can Sevilla's amazing European record extend to the Champions League or is it only the Europa League where they excel I think firstly Sergio Ramos is even at his age having to adapt Um, we heard David say going back a couple of weeks about his uh, connection or lack of it with the ultras and he's having to make nice and rebuild that relationship at the moment that has been um, left for the 18 years that he hasn't been at the club and it's, it's, it's gradually got worse. So whereas a lot of Sevilla fans are positive about him coming back, they're, they're a group and a vociferous group that are, are not cool with him, him being at the club and they, they need to be won over. Um, Sergio Ramos, I, th- I think it's easy to look at him and think he's a top-level player, he's got enormous experience, He's going back home, everything fits. Because he is a player who has become used to winning all the time over, over, over the last decade and a half. Um, and that's not a situation that he's going to face at Sevilla. Um, not only because they're not a Paris Saint-Germain or Real Madrid, but because they're not particularly good at the moment. Really bad start to, to this season. Now, I think as well, we look at Sergio Ramos and think, you know, he's a guy you'd want next to you in the trenches and all those sort of cliches. Um, it's, it's, it's a big departure for, for him to go to a team that is playing at least initially to stay up. Now, I know this is slightly different because Alistair's question talks about um, the Champions League and I do think they've got a chance of getting out of that group. Um, but the reason they're not in a better position to get out of that group is because of Sergio Ramos because mm-hmm. they, they went to PSV this week. Uh, they led twice. They were the better team by some distance. They should have won in Eindhoven. Sergio Ramos gives away a penalty for equaliser one. He gives away a pretty needless free kick right at the end of stoppage time for goal two. And an avoidable concession of a goal after that free kick. Especially the first one really, really springs to mind, I I think. Um, The the penalty he gives away, because, you know, defenders give away penalties. It, It happens. But you look at it and it's just, I don't know if it's like this sort of overdeveloped sense of responsibility that star players have sometimes and especially someone as experienced as him in 
a team as in as, as tricky a spell as Sevilla. But as I'm not sure who the um, the, the PSV forward was, I don't know if it was Noah Lang who came inside, and Gudelia is ready to make the tackle. He's there. You can see it. He's got it all in front of him. And Sergio Ramos is right. I'm going to deal with this. And he piles in at the side and, and takes him over. And if you're Gudelia, you're thinking, why? Why did you have to do that? I had it all under control. But this is, I mean, I, I think as in many things in in top athletes and characters, there are double-edged swords. And I yeah. think that for Ramos, main character syndrome, which he certainly has, is is a double-edged sword. And I I wondered if part of the story with this whole game is, it's super fascinating because the, the reporting on, on this game in Italy is completely different anywhere else because the referee was Italian. It was Daniel Orsato. And he and Ramos have some history um, because Ooh. Orsato sent him off in a game uh, against Manchester City for a foul on Jesus a couple of years ago. Mm. And um, and so Ramos had a big go after this game saying, oh, the referee was wrong and and bad decisions. And um, I mean, he, he looked Narrator, silly. he wasn't. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and I do wonder how much his own personal memory of Orsato and this sort of feeling that he was victimised last time around and that there's some history there even like plays into the things he does on the pitch and, and the mistakes he makes because he's got his own personal mm. victim story going on. But if you're severe, you've got to play him, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. In, in not just in definitely. the position that you're in <clears throat> domestically, but because, like uh, Nicky said there, he has got the, you know, I'm the boss syndrome. Yeah, he does. And look, it's not to say he won't be an asset for them over, over the next season or two seasons if it goes well because he's, he's signed a one plus one hasn't he um you know he's he's, he's one of the, the the giants of the the modern game and obviously it's to his credit that he's rejected an enormous amount of money in in Saudi Arabia to go and play for his his hometown team and as he said in all those emotional welcome videos and press conferences to pay that debt to his his grandfather and his father and and, and the late Antonio Puerta but it takes adjustment and I think the biggest thing, never mind his role in particular, that feeling of like playing for a team that's not a great team. Mm. I think that's a massive, But they're in the Champions League. league for, yeah, they, they, they are <laughs> because, because of the Europa League win, which was remarkable because they spent a lot of last season looking as if they were going to get relegated. And they started this domestic season looking as if they're not going to be much better. You know, they're in this weird transitional spell. They're um, suffering from some really quite bad recruitment from Monchi, who's now Aston Villa over the last little while. And, you know, I think there are some severe fans out there who feel that they've signed him for PR reasons rather than improving the team reasons as well. well. There's history there as well, as you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, as we've talked about previously. I wonder if he's winning them over at this point or not. Uh, it's, it's too early. It's, it's, it's too early. But, um, you know, if, if they can get themselves into a, a good place, and of course, progression in the Champions League, which is is not impossible given, given this group. I mean... Surely he's going to score a last-minute winner at some point, isn't, <laughs> isn't he? From a free kick to, to to get them through something, and in we'll the replay League. this uh, conversation at that time if that's all right. I look forward to that. <laughs> Hold up. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is from Udi. Are Inter the second best team in the world, Nicky, after Man City? They seem to easily dispatch all kinds of teams without much effort. I, I really enjoy this question because I think when you, when I first heard it, you sort of, there's a part of your brain that goes, come on, like second best in the world. But then actually like, maybe. Because last season, I think they showed everyone very clearly in that Champions League final, what a lot of us who've been watching them all season knew, which is that they are not there by accident. I think there was a perception, particularly in England, of, oh, well, they had a softer run to the final. This is not our hardest challenge. They've beaten um, Bayern Munich and Real Madrid on the way, Manchester City, and therefore they were just going to push in tear aside. And it wasn't like that at all. Um, and I, I think that um, this Inter team is, in my mind, certainly the best team in Italy right now. Um, despite having lost out on the league title to Napoli last season. Um, and I think what's been so surprising about them is they don't look like they've taken a step back at all from last season, despite having said goodbye to some pretty big names. Edin Dzeko was hugely important for them on that run to the Champions League final last season. It feels like they've signed well, doesn't it? They've signed really well. Yeah. So yeah, Dzeko's gone, Lukaku's gone, Brozovic is gone. Um, Skriniar's gone. Of course, Skriniar was injured and didn't play so much in key moments last season. But these are big players that have left the club. Onana's gone in goal. Um, and then you look at who's come in. I mean, Marcus Turam has been a revelation up front um, alongside Lautaro Martinez, not just for his own talent, but for how well he seems to dovetail with Martinez. Lautaro, I'm super fascinated by at the moment because if you've got a criticism of, of Lautaro at Inter, it's always been that he's streaky. From day one, we've seen that he's a very talented footballer, but there's been ups, hot, cold, hot and cold phases, and the cold phases sometimes can last a month or longer. So I can't say with confidence yet that won't happen again. Does maybe, the captaincy make a difference? Maybe. But I think maybe also just not having Dzeko and Lukaku or players of that sort of stature around him has really said to him this season, yes, Turam has come in and been brilliant, but there's no question who this attack belongs to now. I suppose this the, is all his. The, the, other, the other way of looking at that, though, is because, and I suppose maybe they're gradually coming back into fashion, but Inter were always notable when it was Lukaku and Lautaro. Mm. 
mm-hmm. f- for being the best front two in the world because, well, there weren't that many front twos in, in the top end of European football. But I was suggesting earlier in the week that if you look at Lautaro and Lukaku, brilliant together. If you look at and the best Lukaku we have known, in fact. Mm-hmm. If you look at Lautaro and Dzeko, gives Dzeko a, a second wind. And now Marcus Turam, who, like, if you've watched him in, in recent years, you know he can do it. And he looked a different player when Gladbach switched him to centre forward from the left-hand side. And remember, Kylian Mbappe desperately petitioned him to try and get him to come to PSG this summer before he, he decided on Inter. I think his mind was made up for quite a long time. All these front seats, well, who's the common denominator? It's Lautaro, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but but I do think it's it's been really fun seeing this sort of nascent partnership with Turan because Dzeko was a forward who served others and mm. that was such a, a, a big part of why I thought Inter might lose something is because he's such a selfless player and he connected the team. And actually, Turam is an incredibly selfless player who connects the team, mm. but in a completely different way. Yeah, um, Dzeko, much more static, unsurprisingly at this point of his career. Turam, much more free-roaming, gets out to the wings. Um, it and, just hassles defenders. Yeah. yeah. But his his sort of selflessness, I think, has been really standout. And it's it's such a potent combination because he's incredibly selfless and, and serves Lautaro a lot. But he also then can get himself into the box and be a physical header winning centre forward as well and their combination is is fascinating but just to say it because it hasn't been said yet Lautaro scored nine goals in seven Serie A games he didn't even start one of those mm. and another one in the Champions League so you're looking at 10 goals already this season it's the beginning of October if he carries on like this then we're going to have to start talking about him very seriously as one of the best in the world. Well, yeah, it's second um, best in the world at the very least. Yeah. Well, well, actually, that's that's the point actually going, Dot, and going back to Udi's question I think the other half of that, as well as that Inter are coming and maybe even better than last season, you have to ask where are the genuine competitors for Manchester City? Mm. PSG are looking a little bit transitional. Bayern, defensively weak. A lot of the major contenders have huge question marks over them and that maybe leaves a gap for Inter to sneak into undetected just as they did all the way to the final last season. Mm Mm-hmm. From Takim, Bayern are getting the job done, as you'd expect, uh, but they still look unconvincing. Do you think that they'll flatter to deceive or will things gradually kick in with many players not hitting their best? That They are so, Takim's right, they're so far short of where they should be. Um, but we keep bringing up this defensive midfielder thing. The, the, the fact that Manuel Ugarte is already immensely valuable to PSG, he could have been immensely valuable to lots of other teams. And you know, if there's one moment that could, off-pitch moment, that could shape Bayern's season, it's not signing Joao Polina. Um, it's, it's, it's huge. And it, it could have done a lot to remedy some of their defensive problems. Obviously, they've uh, brought in Kim Min-Jae, but they've also lost Luca Hernandez. Um, the, the, the Bayern defence... They lost uh, Benjamin Pavard as, as well. He was desperate to get out and did get out to to Inter in in the end. I think going with just Mazarawi uh, right back for the season is a massive risk. I think a, a lot to answer Takim's question um, is is not about those players coming up to a level. It's about greater balance being brought to the squad in January. And really, Bayern are organised. They're planners. They don't really want to go out and shop in January. 
But if they want to make their season a really good season rather than an all right season, they are probably going to have to go out and shop in January. I, I think that is the, the reality of the situation. Now, they've already got one new sporting director in Christoph Freund, who discovered so much talent at Salzburg, of course. Um, it looks like Max Ebel might be coming over, having been sacked quite dramatically by Leipzig um, last Friday for not putting off Bayern enough when he was asked what his long-term plans are and not really committing to the to the club. So adding Eberl in the mix would, I guess, be a Hassan Salahamazic replacement and sort of, again, sort of affect the balance of power behind the scenes. What it does for Thomas Tuchel, who's had control over transfers um, more than he would have expected when he arrived at the club over the last little while because there was this sort of vacuum of power. I mean, does this make him more binnable? Now there's now there's more football brains on, on, on the books because Tuchel has, has looked vulnerable since the moment he's arrived, really, and, and looked short of what we'd expect of him from the moment he's arrived. There are so many questions over Bayern. So I think part of them getting the job done in terms of the Champions League is a reflection of where the other teams in the group are, are at as well. Nicky, um, Chris knows your movements. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, and says, since Nicky Bandini is on, can I please ask about Lewis Ferguson mm-hmm. and his standing in Serie A? I watched him for years with Aberdeen. Yeah, I, I, really, um, I really think that Ferguson has made a great impression in, in Bologna. There was talk of Juventus trying to sign him in the spring, so he's had some, some attention from really big clubs. Um, but he's, he seems um, to have settled properly and quickly in Bologna. Um, I know he speaks Italian pretty well already. He's had his, his first daughter um, over there. He seems, in in his way of talking about it, what, what I've read of, of his comments, quite happy there. And certainly people there like him. He obviously scored seven goals last season. Um, Thiago Motta has been on record saying he's a huge fan of the player's attitude and his work rate, the manager. Uh, he's he's doing very well, Um and I think Motta's arrival there is a good thing for him and his development because you're talking about another midfield. Ferguson plays almost more as an attacker now but because he plays in that number 10 role, but someone who has things to teach him and uh, and seems invested in his development. So Ferguson's doing great is the, the, the short answer and uh, hopefully we'll continue to do so. Look forward to hearing more about him, actually. And thank you for listening to Ask OTC. If you'd like to ask a question on next week's show, you can contact us at any time at Dotson Adebayo, at Andy Brassel, at Nikki Bandini and at OTC Pod, or you can email us OTC at footballramble.com. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 